Hey, slip, slide, trying to provide for me. For me. For me. Yes, 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 y'all. And just like that, we are back with another episode of Illegal Intellect. I know y'all was like, man, what happened to the episode last week? Had a lot going on. Had a wedding to prepare for. And even with that, man, it's, it's crazy to say I almost missed my flight uh, to make it to the city I was going to. Um, supposed to leave my house at 3.30 in the morning. I woke up at 3.37. And the crazy thing about this I went to bed early, and then I had this nightmare that I had a rat in my room, and then the rat just, like, was on my bed and just was running straight towards my neck, and I just jumped up out of my sleep, and I turned my, my light on my phone, and I started looking for the rat. I just I just thought it was so real, and then I wasn't able to get good sleep after that because I was so paranoid because I had a nightmare about a rat. And but speeding up, man, I'm thinking, all right, let me just hurry up, take a shower. I get in the car. Airport I was driving to was an hour and a half and away. Flight left at six. I get to the airport, it's like five twenty. And I park my car and everything. I walk out. I'm in the back of the line. And next thing I know, I'm like, man, I'm not gonna make my flight. I'm not gonna be able to board on my flight. And then uh the lady is uh working for clear it's like anybody want to cut the line anybody want to cut the line and i'm like me i want to cut the line and i get out the line pay to subscribe to clear man 190 dollars regular i guess they say if you got delta sky miles membership or american express it's supposed to be 119 dollars I did have American, uh Delta Sky Miles number, but it wasn't working. I just paid the 190 And as soon as I got to my, my terminal, my boarding group was boarding, but I made it. I didn't get to check it back, though, because I knew I wasn't going to be able to be on time. So I just I just grabbed as much clothes as I could and stuff them in a backpack. But all in all, it was a good wedding, best wedding food I ever had in my life. Definitely want to give a round of applause to that and. You know, I got to see my family, my brothers, my sisters, man, family members that I haven't seen in a long time, cousins, uncles, uh, aunties, man, and it was just a beautiful thing, man, just to, to be surrounded uh, around all those people, man, and just, just feel the love, man, just, so it's always a good time going to weddings, especially in my in my older life, where it's like, man, the, the world is a, is a crazy place, man, and it's we need to be surrounded by love it seems like almost at all times man because even as many of y'all may know it's it's been a, a spree of mass shootings and then one recently that just happened in texas where elementary school got shot up you know and then following off the heels of you know a church that got shot up in southern california if i'm not mistaken and then the the grocery store mass shooting that happened man that Man, it just uh, man, it seems to be uh, a hate crime if I'm not mistaken. The way that the, the way that it's looking, but you know, my prayers goes out to to all those families involved. And this is probably even a another weird thing that I'm about to say, but you know, I'm I'm even praying, you know, for the gunmen. Um, I I know I think in uh 
in the at least the elementary school shooting that the gunman did commit suicide. Uh, I can't remember if that was the same thing that happened with the, the church shooting. But nonetheless, uh, I understand, like, even the guy in Buffalo that shot up all those innocent people at the grocery store. Man, I'm, I'm praying that God intervenes, man, and, you know, he makes a way and, 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 man, just, you know, shows us that he's still here and that, you know, he can even, somebody can reach out to that guy and help him have a life change, man. I know forgiveness is fleeting in this world, and like I said, it's crazy to say stuff like that in this day and age, but, you know, I, I really do think, you know, God God has the power to step in and do a lot, and a lot of us get weary when things like this happen. And even with that being said, man, is let's jump into really what I want to talk about, and that's, you know, depression. And like I said, there's a lot of things that happen in this life, man, that, that that can affect us in many ways and you know i feel that uh in talking about depression i just wanted to really come at it from the angle of you know that it's it's never too late to get ahead of some things and and don't wait until everything is is about to go bad in your life to seek help and i just uh i wanted to share about a time when when i was depressed and i only, only was depressed like one time and but I, I I did want to say like like I said uh it wasn't like like one set thing just like brought me like into this mood or this feeling and it was at a time where man I was coming back to college uh to try to go into my my junior year was supposed to be I think I was like a couple credits short of being classified as that but uh I ended up being in a situation where I thought I was gonna be staying on campus again. And that would have been perfect for me because I had just messed up my truck. Like two weeks before I was supposed to come to school, I blew a head gasket because I forgot. I did not get an oil change after I did like a road trip from Alabama all the way to California. And, man, my truck was like, you know, like real, real, real special to me. But uh, anyway, didn't have a car, so I was banking on staying on campus. But uh, come to find out, I couldn't stay on campus because the dorm that I was supposed to live in, being based off my classification uh was getting closed completely because it fell for asbestos and mold and it was that was even crazier to think because i just lived in this dorm like three months ago before school was like coming back in the session paid a hundred dollars and everything didn't even get a refund and i was just told i'd be on a waiting list and i'm over here like what am i supposed to do i ain't got no car where am i supposed to stay uh, end up getting to stay with some people from my church. Had an extra room in their house, and I remember thinking, I don't even, I don't know how this is supposed to work. And I just remember thinking, maybe I need to get a job because I, I still was at a point in life to where I needed to figure out how I was gonna pay for school. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm gonna get a job at at Walmart. End up getting hired within a week. School hadn't really officially started yet. And, um, you know, I was getting rides from different people to get to my job. And then it ended up being worked out for me to uh, move into even where I'm staying at right now. Move over here. And I knew I was going to have to pay rent and everything. And I had a job at Walmart working 40 hours a week as a, a I don't know what to really say it is. I guess a stalker, a stock stalker, not stalker. My bad. And I just worked in a frozen section, and it was my job to, like, 
zone and just fill up everything with like the, these pallets and it was just pretty brutal because I, it was cold they didn't provide gloves they didn't really provide hats and man it was and you was very isolated like unlike some other people's aisles they usually had like like two people like on the aisle but like I didn't really have it like that I, I was just stuck in the freezer man and just just doing that for for 40 hours a week and then i had seven classes at the time because even then i i believe i had to register late for school that year uh some of this is probably in my my young solid series i'll go back and check that out if y'all haven't heard that but um where I, you know i talked about kind of how college was for me like as best as i could but anyway right so i had seven classes that year i just kind of had to get whatever classes i could so i could be full-time and so i could have like the full financial aid and uh you know, even at this time, I, I believe, like, I was in a, a, a new relationship at the time. It was long distance, of course. And, you know, I just found myself, like, working from, what time? When I worked 10 at night to 7 in the morning. And then I had class from, like, 8 in the morning to, like, 5. And I, I believe, like, what I was able to work at, I know I wasn't supposed to work on Sundays. So, typically, I would have, like, a random day off in a week. But I know I didn't uh, work on Sundays because I told them I need to go to church. And, uh, you know, as the months kind of progressed, you know, I was very, very sleep deprived. I didn't really have an appetite like that. I was probably getting only like two hours of sleep a day, eating like one meal a day, which was like late at night so I could have like energy, like when I had a lunch break at work. So I was eating like very, very early in the morning. Didn't have time to, like, really, like, focus on having breakfast or lunch or any of that stuff because being off campus, I didn't have a meal plan on campus. So it was just, like, whatever I could kind of cook when I got back from school at, like, 530. And just even if I ate sometimes before work or ate at work, that's just what it was going to be. I was losing a lot of weight. I think I, the lowest I had got ever in life was 165 pounds. And. Uh, I'm going to just go out on the limb and say I'm roughly like 6'1". So 165, man, very, 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 very small for me. Man, shoot. I remember my bigger days. I was like 145 when I was in seventh grade, which I was overweight. But anyway, so, and then I was, man, I started doing bad in school. Like, it was to the point to where I was thinking like, man, like, am I going to fail every class that I have this semester? And then kind of like the last thing to compound it to just make matters, you know, kind of more intense, you know, with my relationship was like, you know, just having like a little bit of issues as far as communication issues, which it was nothing that I really could help at the time, given my schedule and uh, being in Alabama, that person being in California, just a two hour difference. And then they was in college like full time. So it was barely any speaking going on. And then like, you know, just just a, a lot of complaining came about from the relationship and, Normally solutions or compromise was being made. And, you know, I kind of found myself one day just like break down and just start crying because I didn't I didn't know where my life was going. I felt like a failure. I felt like nothing was going right for me. And, you know, I just found found myself just feeling like nobody cares about me. Nobody's there for me. Nobody understands what this is like. And it, it was even almost like the first time where I started thinking, um, like, had I known that college would, like, ever be like this, like, this hard, like, man, like, I probably just, I was ready to give up, man. And, 
you know, it was in, at that point I started realizing, you know, I need I need to do some things and make some changes before things get worse. And because I kind of was just in this, this down mood and I didn't even, I got to a point where I just didn't really feel like engaging with people that much, doing too much. I remember uh, one of the things that I did, I did uh, I did get out of my relationship. And that was just due to the fact that I just felt like it, you know, it was nothing being really compromised on. Like everything was my fault, it seemed like. And I just feel like if it's my fault, the only way I could fix it is by like removing myself and not making this person's life like miserable. That's how I thought about it at the time. And just trying to get like, you know, just a, a, a inkling of peace so I could kind of climb back out of the funk that I was in. Then I remember like the next thing that I ended up doing was uh, quit my job and at the time this wasn't even a big deal financially because given you know my rent that I had to pay at the time like wasn't nothing too taxed and I had made enough to to make that payment at least for the the rest of that first semester so walked away from that and I even when I put in my two week I don't even think it was a two weeks I put in a one week notice and uh even what even led to me quitting that job I remember like they kind of changed my schedule without even telling me where like they had scheduled me to work on Sundays because uh, somebody had quit and uh, they was kind of giving me his schedule, that guy's schedule, but didn't tell me anything about it. And then this became apparent because I went to work on Saturday. It wouldn't let me clock in. It was saying like I am not wasn't on the schedule. So I talked to one of the assistant managers. They was like, oh, well, you're here now. We're going to put you to work. And uh, then I didn't come to work Sunday, came to work Monday. Another assistant manager was trying to say I had a no-call, no-show. And where was I at? I was like, oh, I was off. I don't work on Sundays. She was like, that's not what the schedule says. And uh, she ended up showing me, like, the schedule had changed, which which was funny because I took a screenshot of my schedule on my phone, and I was showing her, like, this is not what I took a screenshot of before uh, I left on uh, Friday to see my schedule for the next week. Anyway, so I kind of just knew, like, man – you know, they're trying to work me to death and they don't really care about me and I'm doing bad in school and I'm, you know, I'm just another person in here, man. Like, that's really how it was. It was just like, you just need to get the work done in the amount of time that we ask you to do. Or even sometimes they'd be like, you need to work fast. You're not working fast enough. Even one day when I was there with one elbow, because uh, I had da- uh, damaged my elbow, I won't even say like how I damaged it. But uh, yeah, I just, I just had one arm and they just wanted me to work super super fast couldn't do it but anyway walked away from that job and immediately I started meeting with my professors on like what can I do to help me uh help help get my grades up like like I, I need any extra credit or anything that I could do especially now that I had the time available went ahead and did that man I kid y'all not man I went from like a one point like seven to like a three five like very, very quickly, like I was working very diligently. And then given that I had, you know, the job wasn't taking up all my time with the 40 hours, I was able to get more sleep. I was able to start eating more regularly. And I was able to hang out with more people, especially pertaining to, you know, my church life, because like outside of being able to go to church on Sundays, I couldn't really do no uh, on-campus Bible studies on Mondays. I couldn't do like another study that was happening on Tuesdays. Couldn't go to Bible study on Wednesdays, and I wasn't even really working out or playing basketball anymore at this point, which, you know, basketball is, like, being another one of those, like, good workouts and stress relievers for me throughout my life that's always, like, like brought me happiness because it's been a time to just have an outlet 
to basically just, you know, you know, compete at something that challenged me is enough to where, like, you know, I feel good, you know, and then I got a, a good run in. But, um, you know, with that being said, I just want to say, like, uh, you know, a lot of us might find ourselves, like I said, in, the, in these places to where, like, you know, we think, you know, the summer is here, the sun is out longer. I'm about to I'm about to do all this stuff, have all this fun. I'm about to turn up. I'm about to go in. And I and people, you know, say like periodically that they have like seasonal depression that seems to always like happen around like, you know, the, the colder months or when the sun is not out as long or when like life seems to be not about like all these vacations and trips and stuff. And people just start getting down and getting back, going to like isolation and stuff like that. And I find, you know, maybe the summer might be one of them, them, them seasons where like we need to start putting in putting in some work. To where like everything is not going bad for us, so we're or if like we don't we we kind of debunk from some things that might have happened to us previously, you know, because uh I've been listening to this podcast, um I think it's called We Need to Talk or it's this platform on YouTube I brought up before and I forgot the the word that he used, but he was explaining how like there can be generational trauma that passes like through our DNA uh you know through our relatives but you know even with that being said i just want to say like sometimes i feel like there's a lot of stuff that happens to us that is traumatic that we wait way too long to unpack and we let all this stuff build and build and build and build and build and over time and then we just find that we just we either snap or we just give up or we find ourselves like waiting till it's too late to ask people for help and i think if you are somebody that's listening to this right now that's going through something, this is the time. If you feel if you feel like you're almost at that point, don't wait till you get to that point. Find a way to get around some people to get the type of help you need. And like I said, don't wait till it's too late. Cause you know, I find that, you know, therapy is a big thing that's going around now. And I am happy for people that are getting therapy. But we also have to realize like why are we waiting till like everything is against us to get this help? You know, when honestly, like people have probably asked, like, how are we doing? And we choose to lie and not tell them, like, how are we doing? What's really going on? Or what you might be having an issue with before, like, another issue, like, seems to find you. Because, like, you know, a, a lot of stuff, like I said, builds up on one another. So it's not just like one one thing that just puts us in this way or this mood. Or even for some of us, like we might be continuing in like these poor habits that are deteriorating us. Like even I, I found a lot of times I said when I was depressed, uh, I wasn't eating like that during my, my, my bout with depression. But I know a lot of times, you know, when people get real down and sad about stuff, they even turn to like these uh, like what people call comfort foods. Right. But in not realizing that a lot of what we are calling a comfort food ends up to cause us discomfort to where like if we don't we kind of don't watch like what we what type of help we kind of seek or outlet we turn to like it could be detrimental to our health even more to where it's like if you start feeling like, dang, I don't look the same as I used to look or. Like now you start having like health problems or like now you got to you got to be on medications that you were never on before. Now it's it's even harder to move, you know, like you used to move. 
and thinking how like these these different psyches we put on ourselves or different moves we put ourselves in it's like it can make us worse so the same thing like you know i've talked about my previous episode you know with my boy where i was saying you know like a lot of people would turn to like you know maybe even like drinking to like try to like take their mind off or even smoke take their mind off these issues but it's like the issue is still there the problem is still there and you still need to deal with it and like you can only like drink and smoke so much until like you just find yourself like like probably like most people like to where it's like this is like your your you know people call these things vices but i really think outlet is like the, the proper term for these things because like people are like this is what i this is what i need in order to survive when like really if you think about it it's like like coming to grips with what's happening to me and finding a solution to this issue that like is a long term solution is really what I need. Like a lot of times, like we think so short term and we live in a short term to where maybe like, like I, I think I've talked about this before to even like people find themselves like, well, if I buy myself something nice, like I feel better, I'll, I'll be all right. But it's like that effect only lasts so long. It's the same thing like, like with Christmas. Like, you know, you, you think this gift, this is a gift that's going to kill him. Like, this the one. After a month, like, like that feeling is gone probably. Now, sometimes for me, it don't work that way. You know, I, a lot of stuff I get, like, I hold near and dear that people give me gifts. But I digress. You know, so it's like we, we got to find, like, way, way, way more holistic and healthier ways to deal with these things. And even uh, in, a, in a Bible study I was in, like, the other day, I even find, like, more comfort. And really getting in this in this Bible, I've been getting in my Bible more, and I found like there's some times at work where I might feel like over overwhelmed or stressed, and I'll jump in there a little bit, and you know let my let my Bible app play, and my AirPods, and just like get these words of wisdom or like you know this this these nuggets of uplifting. And it just really shifts me around and makes me like think in another perspective and really like relax, like like something that really feeds my spirit, feeds my soul. And I even think another thing that might be able to utilize, I don't know who's a believer or not, but it's like, man, like, you know, praying, like really, really praying, man, just taking the time to take like some of these things that's been happening with you and taking these things to God or even like praying with somebody else. Cause like I said, like, like not being in isolation, like finding a way to like get people involved and become aware of what's going on with you so that they can check in with you. And cause even like another thing I find too, is like, we'll, we'll think like, even if we know something is up with somebody, like we'll think like, well, let me just give them some space. And you know, at a lot, a lot of times like space is good, but I feel like the way that we give space is always due to like, you know, we always say like, you know, if you ever need me for anything, like just call me. And it's like, like I said, like a lot of times people are not just going to come to you like with what's going on like all the time. So it's like we have to make it apparent to like, yeah, sure, give people some space. But after like five, four days, like maybe go knocking on the door and visiting with them or like even instead of just jumping and asking straight up like, oh, is everything OK? What we talked about last time, maybe let's go to lunch. Let's start doing some more positive things like, you know, like, you know, I live in a city where disc golfing is like like a thing like maybe going disc golfing or maybe going to a movie you know maybe going to like the bowling alley you know or even if it's people that you hoop with man like just just being like are oh, you trying to go to the gym or work out with somebody just 
try to find some more positive things that you can do with people. So even sometimes like, you know, cause people seem to be like very, very triggered by like their traumas and things. It's like, well, let's jump to the things that you like that put you in a good mood. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if, if we jump on things a little bit early, like we'll, we'll, we won't find ourselves like getting like so deeply down about a lot of things when things happen. Cause, cause like I said, you know, uh, a lot of times I even find like when these mass shootings happen and they interview like the families of like, you know, some of these people that have gone on to like commit these crimes. It's like the people usually always are saying like, you know, I had no idea that this was going to happen. I had no idea that this is what they were thinking or man, like I would have, I would have tried to stop them. I would have tried to talk to them. I would try to reason with them. If, if I seen that I was getting to this point and, you know, it's, it's that right there that's got me thinking, like, we, we got to do a lot more to be involved in people's life, especially when we think about the world. And a lot of times these things happen, people jump straight to, like, well, like, the politicians need to create a policy so that this doesn't happen again. Or even, like I said, with the, like, even with depression, it's like people would just jump straight to, like, these people need to go ahead and get medicated and get on some type of pill to feel better and really what i'm trying to break down with these things is like those is really only like short-term solutions if they are even a short-term solution compared to like in the long run it's like you know we we gotta do as much as we can to put as much love out here in this world as possible you know we we can't be everywhere at once we cannot fix everything but it's like we gotta find it in ourselves man to get up and get active inside people's lives like a lot of times people claim they want to live in a way to like add to the world be a productive citizen make the world a better place but really like if we're being honest with ourselves we're just stagnant citizens like we're just hiding behind our phones our screens our social media personalities even some of us are like hiding behind politicians hiding behind other outlets, you know, and trying to say, like, this is the stuff that's going to do the work so I don't have to do the work when it's, like, really, like, like we got to get out there. And I feel like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff going on in this day and age that's at a very high level as far as, like, anxiety and depression. And we even got to find ourselves, not just for us, but, like, not waiting if it's too late for the people that we say we love and care about. Like if we start seeing like they, they mood has been a little off. They not acting as they once was, you know, they seem to be like real down, real standoffish or wanting to stay in isolation. Like just not themselves. Like, like that's the perfect time for us to like intervene. And like I said, maybe not jump out off the, the bridge and just be like, Hey, like, you know, like, please, like, tell me what's going on. I know something's going on with you, but like I said, just just try to implement some things that just can, like, make this person feel better and, like, you're there for them. Or that you, you know, you have, like, real empathy, like, for their situation, man. And just, at you know, because there's no, it's no better feeling than in a lot of times that people might be able to relate to when, you know, me, myself, I, I've been in a situation where I'm like, man, I'm so glad, like, like, you know, my, my friends was there for me. My girlfriend was there for me. My mom was there for me. My 
my dad was there for me like other people that that's been there for me through like certain situations where i'm like man like like really praise god for y'all because it's like man if i if i'd have stayed out here by myself trying to figure this out it, it could take longer and it could get worse but because people see fit to you know kind of let you know like man you, you kind of seem a little off you don't seem as happy as you once was or you know is everything all right man like or how how you holding up like sometimes when like death you know meets meets us like in our families right and it's like you know people be like man like how you holding up like everything cool like but really like trying to be there for you, you know what i'm saying or even like i said just people pulling up on you man like man i shoot i i remember um i was real sad real 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 sad one time man and people people from my church got together my campus minister a couple of people man came and cried with me prayed with me and you know it was just us men and you know I, I had never experienced anything like that before and you know i just i look back on that and i'm i'm just i'm just so thankful i'm so thankful man that you know people saw fit to be like instead of just giving me the space at that time when you know they seem like no I, I they really need to be in my space they need to get involved in really what was going on man and just just help reassure me and get me back to like like the person that i can be you know what i'm saying when i'm at full potential man and I, like i said man i think this stuff goes a long way man and you know if we lead with love empathy compassion for people man like we really can be like this the saving grace for some people and and not an instance of us like you know being like a savior but like you know just finding a way to like help people realize that you know everything is going to be all right you know everything really is going to be all right you know just keep fighting just keep persevering just stick with the plan man or even you know lo and behold just like let me hold you up let me bear this burden for you right now because it's weighing heavy on you. Let me take some of that weight. You know, let let me let me find a way until you can get back to standing on your own, too. And, uh, you know, with that said, I'm still happy for all, everybody that's been tuning in, reaching out to me, saying that they've been enjoying my episodes, man. And, you know, like I said, uh, I'm just I'm just trying to do the best I can to provide like as much as much uh peace as i can in this life that gets very very intense real fast and um y'all be be praying for me that you know that i i stand strong because even that's another thing i know sometimes people may not want to get involved because you know a lot of a lot of people meeting you with their burdens can be hard at times so even if you even are the person that gets very, very involved in somebody's life, man, make sure you find somebody that that can help you when you're getting down that you can turn to, like, when something is, is too hard for you to bear and you're not just bearing, like, the whole world's problems on your shoulders, you know what I'm saying? Or I even know a lot of times, you know, people will say, even when it comes to certain therapies, like, go to licensed professionals and things of that nature or, you know what I'm saying, uh... Yeah, sure, man. Go to licensed professionals. But I'm even saying, man, the people that really know you that's involved with you, man, like, you know, don't be afraid to go to them, too. And I'm not saying, you know, you got to take everybody's advice, like, you know, and just live your life always through what other people are saying. You know, even some of the stuff I'm saying, man, just take whatever you need, you know, 
and even, you know, pass it on. Because that's even like another thing I think. I mean, a lot of times we always telling people like do the work, but we don't tell them how to do the work or how we even did the work. Like the things that we actually did to get in a better space. Like we we gotta stop being so vague with people, man. We gotta get very specific. We gotta get very specific, man. Cause that's really what's gonna be the difference, and that's really what people need and searching for, man. With that being said, I hope you all enjoy the rest of y'all week. Until next time, peace. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.